everyone. Welcome to today's show. Before we get to our interview today, I would like to just remind you that we have the International Sacred Sexual Music Festival happening virtually live stream this year, April 16th, 17th, and 18th. I am going to be celebrating my birthday on the 17th of this Sacred Sexual Music Festival. We have over 20 plus sexuality experts, teachers, demonstrators, healing practitioners, and musicians that we all can learn from and reflect on a new way to honor our life force energy. So the speakers, the dancers, the musicians from all around the world are really going to get us in touch with the essence of our sexuality. We're going to learn how to live with a new, more sacred sexual energy in times of the Me Too movement and the Harvey Weinstein era. We're going to learn about what different spiritual traditions teach about sexuality, how we can shift our culture to remember when our bodies were seen and known as sacred, why we live in a sex phobic culture and how to step into a new attitude. We're also going to learn about our sexual life from the recent pandemic and social justice crisis. And we're also going to learn about the greater cosmological, planetary, and evolutionary cycles we are a part of. This is really going to be an amazing virtual festival. I do hope that you will join us. We have tickets for sale now. The link is in the show notes, but you can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. All right, let's get to our guest today. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. I have another guest who is a presenter at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, and that is right around the corner. It is coming up. It is April 16th, 17th, and 18th. My guest today is Gian Amin, and believe it or not, he is all the way on the other side of the world. He lives in Taiwan, so welcome. Um, he is a massage therapist, and he specializes in belly massage and pelvic opening techniques breath work and acupressure. He also has a book that is ready to be released soon. It is called Primal Body Magic. And uh, that is going to include all of his insights of being a massage therapist for over 19 years here, talking about uh, the experiences that he has with his clients and their deep healing. And at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, he's going to be presenting on April 16th. And his topic is when sexual energy arises in therapy. So a very interesting interesting. Gian, welcome to the Path 11 podcast. Hello, hello. I'm very excited to be here. Hi. Hi. So how did you get connected with this festival being all the way over in Taiwan? Do you know Wendy or how did you find it? How did it find you? It found me. I did not find you. Wendy uh, edited, she's the editor of my book that is coming really, really soon. Um, so she, as you can hear, English is not my mother tongue. So she was editing uh, and read, proofreading. Did Wonderful. amazing work. Yes. Yeah, great. So tell me a little bit, have you always lived in Taiwan? Or is that where you're originally from or how did you wind up there? No, you, um, uh, <clears throat> the audience maybe can't see that I'm Caucasian. I'm Israeli. Uh, 
I started to travel uh, really at my early 20s, and I lived in many different countries. And in Taiwan, I lived since 2014. Uh, I was coming and going to, ta to Taiwan since the early 2000s. I learned Chinese uh, starting 2003, I think. And um, yeah, now wow. I'm uh, a resident here. <laughs> so you, you found your place there and you never left. Sounds like you love it there. I love it here. Yes. Yeah. Especially where we live here, uh, just outside Taipei in the mountains. There's beautiful mountains with jungles and monkeys come and visit. It's beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So let's talk a little bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about your book. That's really exciting. And I know that it's uh, getting yeah. ready to come out. So I, I didn't have um, knowledge to read it. What is it about? You know, why, what inspired you to write this book? What inspired me is just what happened in my work. Um, I want to say I never planned to work with energies, with sexuality, uh, with emotions, it I I planned. I loved massage. I planned to be just a, a straightforward massage therapist. But um, very soon, when I started to to do that, uh, just people in my in my session started to have energy experiences, and tears were coming, and there there were all these things start to happen, and. Um, I loved it. I thought that was amazing. That is that is healing, uh, and um, I'm uh, coming from the Thai massage world. And when I was saying that to my colleagues, a lot of my colleagues were kind of shocked. Yeah, it happened to me once or twice, but you know, this is not what we are doing. Um, but for me, maybe because of my own healing journey, uh, it made a lot of sense, and I just was diving into it and uh, researching it and finding what exactly is supportive for the client, where exactly that I'm touching, what's exactly about the interaction between me and the client is causing a certain opening to happen. What is it? What is it exactly that uh, that is allowing it's allowing someone to open up to heal. What is it? So yeah. this is the book is about that. <laughs> okay, wonderful. Now you mentioned Thai massage. So I have had yeah. only a total of uh, three sessions of Thai massage in my life. Phenomenal. Right. I mean, well, number one, it's amazing to watch somebody like you, the massage therapist, bring my body and stretch my body into all these different positions. I mean, the massage therapist, you know, for our listeners, if you have never had a Thai massage, I highly recommend it because like therapist is down on the floor with you. They're stretching you. They're using their hands, their feet. It's, um, it's an amazing experience that I had. And I remember my very first session, I didn't know what to expect. And, um, and I don't know if this is the same, you know, of how you do it or if different forms of time massage. But I remember he was able to know what areas needed to be worked on by like pressing certain areas in my belly. And I forget the ins and outs of it, but he was able to like locate different things. And um, I also had a very emotional experience with it. And I also remember when I was on my belly and he was working on my back, I had a past life vision 
uh, come to mind uh, and an experience that I wasn't clearly ready for or like, oh my gosh, what is this? Why am I flashing back to a past life? So it was a very profound experience. And uh, since then, I always try to get at least one Thai massage in a year because it just does something to my body that's much different than traditional massage. So we've never talked about Thai massage before on the podcast. Would you mind kind of going into a little bit more about what Thai massage is? Uh, Thai massage is a modality that developed in Thailand um, that is influenced by different traditions. It's influenced by Ayurvedic uh, traditions. It's many, in many ways, it does look like Ayurvedic massage. Um, uh, it, it is influenced by Chinese medicine. And it is also influenced by the local village shamanic work that they have there and wow. uh, this whole thing came together in the thai culture and became thai massage and then uh, maybe in the 80s the westerners started to to be interested and wanted to learn about it and uh, then it started to 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 get spread out in the west uh, by by different people i hear in canada you call it thai yoga massage right Oh, I'm not sure. We're in New York, so I'm not in Canada. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called Thai massage, Thai yoga massage. It's uh, it involves stretching. It's in it's usually usually done with clothes on. Uh, it's in, involved acupressure and opening lines. It's a little different than uh, than an, an oil massage, and it's. Uh, it is just like a dance between two people. Yes, that's uh, a great way to describe it. Yeah. You get tuned in and you meditate. It's a wonderful thing. Mm. Uh, it's kind of a meditation for two. It's a yoga for two and a dance for two. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely experience. But I want to say that what happened to you sounds very unusual, actually. And this is, it's not unusual for me. This is really what's happening in my sessions. But in uh, Thai massage, usually it's a much more quiet, blissful, calm uh, experience. And most of time, in most Thai massage sessions, there are no emotional experiences. Really? So why, why do you think that happened to me? And that's happening to your clients too. <laughs> I think it's natural that I, I don't understand why it doesn't happen to everybody. <laughs> we are all connected. I, I just think that we think it's inappropriate. We feel, uh, we, we feel suddenly tears coming or we feel sexual energy or we feel something like that. And I think, wait, 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 I, I, um, I have to behave here. Or yeah. we feel anger, anger coming. What, what do you do? You know, what, you you think it's totally irrational. I should I should behave myself. I should not do anything with it. And we just kind of behave like a good client. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think people realize that, you know, um, massage really can unlock a lot of emotions, you know, that we oh, yeah. store in the tissues and in the body. 
Um, so, you know, I've, I've had experiences like that. And now that I've had experiences like that, I'm not afraid to have them in the massage experience if that was to happen. But let's uh, move the conversation a little bit more um, to maybe how sexual energy can arise in therapy. And I know that when you're when you work with belly massage and the pelvic opening, um, I know that I've heard you say before that that is something that usually isn't done maybe in some traditional massage therapy, like some massage therapists will skip those parts. So maybe you can talk a little bit about the importance of working in those areas. And what does it mean when sexual energy arises in therapy? Yeah. uh, Because we give the body freedom because uh, just because we let the body breathe in a a little bit different way, I I, uh, encourage people to keep, a little bit open mouth, so the the breath is much more present in the body, and they start to go to a to a kind of an alter state, and the the the, the different uh, massage techniques and the the body is getting freer. When you get freer, uh, energy starts to come. It's um, many people are totally surprised. They did not plan. I don't plan. I don't try to trigger it. I, uh, I simply do my thing and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But because you free the pelvis and the pelvis was, <laughs> they invested many years unknowingly stopping that energy, stopping that freedom. And suddenly they lose control and, and, and the sexuality is coming. And that is, that is a very strong experience for them. It can be embarrassing. It can be scary. There are many emotions that are usually coming with it. Um, and I think that this moment should not be saying, oh, oh, no, nothing happened. That is almost cruel. You know, something so beautiful has happened, so uh, central to who this person is. Why, why to stop it? So is there something um, in that region of the working within the pelvis area there? Um, You know, I'm just thinking like in yoga, a lot of yoga teachers have said, oh, we store emotion in our hips. So when there's a hip opener class, uh, there tends to be a lot of emotion. This is also the area of the root chakra energy. Um, So do you have an idea of what exactly is being open or are you manipulating as you're moving tissue and working in that area that is opening up an energy center to allow the sexual energy to come forth? Um, I'm just opening the sexual energy is sitting in the pelvis. The pelvis is holding it. The sexual energy is everywhere in the body, but it is centered uh, in the pelvis and maybe a little bit in the belly area. Um, I I just free the pelvis. I just let them connect. I don't decide if the if the sexual energy should come or not. It will almost be. I feel it will be sacrilegious or too in, or too intrusive for my part if I do that. So I uh, I. Uh, Listen to the body, feel where that body wants to go, and and from and I will support that. Is that uh, too uh, sounds too vague? 
<laughs> no, no, that that's, that's a helpful start. And then, and what about the abdomen too? So like, you know, again, these are areas that you will focus on that you sometimes say can be ignored by other massage therapists. So what is, what is it about doing the work within the belly and that massage? Cause I, I'm trying to think of all the massages that I have had. And I would say the only time they're really touching the belly areas, if they're working on the psoas muscle, um, we had another presenter that talked about that too on the podcast, but yeah, I don't think I've, I've ever had my belly massaged. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to, to give the audience a, a little, uh, the perspective of the massage therapist as a massage therapist, if you are doing this every day and you just have many clients coming in, you don't want trouble. What is trouble when a, a, a person starts to cry and starts to or become angry or become sexual? All these things are trouble from a massage therapist's perspective. Um, if you just want to do your work, but so <laughs> they ignore it. I think that is why why we ignore it. Is that simple? But I don't want to ignore it. For me, uh, healing is a very important important thing, and. Uh, I, I, I don't. It's it's not that I want to see my my clients cry. I I don't I don't care. It's not about me. It's just I am. It's about. It's really about them. It's really about giving them the the space to connect with themselves, just the the way the way they need to in that session. Hmm. So when you say it's trouble, why do you think some massage therapists feel that if their client, their client cries or sexual energy arises or they get angry, why is that trouble for most massage therapists? What are they afraid of when that happens? Um, I am coming from a quite uh, suppressed background. I totally understand why it's scary. <laughs> you don't <laughs> this is something that you don't want to deal with it because you cannot deal with it yourself you you uh you see yourself uh you you don't accept your own sexuality you don't accept your own emotions it is it is a difficult thing for you yourself to uh to accept in yourself and then that triggers it this is one thing the other things what exactly to do they don't know what to do when this is happening. They feel, what, what, what should I do next now? She's crying. What to do? What to do? And um, uh, I, I've I've heard from different experiences and the, that they from pe just people tell me that they had this experience that the massage therapist says, "Come on, come on, relax, relax, no problem. Just, just, just." Uh, just relax. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they, they're scared of that. And how do you direct your clients when this happens? Um, I, I uh, ask them to allow whatever happening. Uh, it is very different from, from each person. I, I really trust my intuition. Um, sometimes I talk, sometimes I don't talk. Sometimes I talk a lot. Sometimes I'm, I'm quite silent, uh, but it's all about allowing them to, uh, to express it. Many times I'm asked, open your eyes and show me with your eyes what is happening to you. Mm -hmm. Connect with me. Show me. Show me that. I want to see you. Mm -hmm. um, 
and um, giving them the space to say, yes, what's happening to me now is okay. I am safe. I am, I am here. And something is happening that is a little strange for me. And that's, and that's okay. I, I'm having the freedom. And that is a very liberating feeling for that person. Mm-hmm. And a feeling yeah. of deep connection with them. So um, if we have massage therapists who are listening and they maybe are a little frightened or scared when their clients have these experiences, what kind of advice would you give or mentoring would you give to massage therapists to not be afraid of this, but to maybe move into their practice a little bit more with allowing this space uh, to be available for their clients? What would you, what would you tell them? You need to do your own uh, deep emotional work, always. We, I, so, so any kind of breath work, just participate in the training of, of breath, or, and keep on uh, working on your own uh, on your own emotions. So you are really familiar with this kind of feeling on yourself. Um, and then, uh, if you are participating in some training, then you get a chance to do that with, with your other friends in the training. So you get a chance, uh, to work before this is just happened to you in, 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 uh, in just, in just massage. Uh, so, uh, and just be, so it's, I, I don't think that I, they just can read my book or something and then just jump in and take care of people, emotions and sexuality. That is a very dangerous idea. Uh, they really need to train first. They really need to find uh, good ways to do that uh, and feel uh, centered in themselves before they can right. really jump into s- something like that. Yeah. Mm. How how did you get called to massage therapy? So tell us a little bit more about your background and how you got into this work and felt called to do it. Um, <clears throat> I I didn't plan to be also a massage therapist. I told you I didn't plan to work with emotions and sexuality, but I even didn't plan to to work with massage therapists. I, in my young days, I was a a street performer. I lived in India. I lived in the Osho commune in India for 10 years. And uh, I would every summer go and do uh, street performers everywhere in in the world. So... And I did study massage when I was, uh, but I never studied like professionally. I didn't want to go into it professionally. And, uh, and, and really I got, uh, I got into it when I came first to Taiwan. Uh, so I, I mean, I met uh, a Taiwanese girl in India that I fell in love deeply with that time on the, on the beach. And uh, she's still my wife now. Uh, this is more than 20 years later. Um, and while in Taiwan, I needed to, I wanted to stay with her. I needed to stay here and to find something to do. So, so Thailand was not far away and I already had background in massage. So I started to go and get trainings in Thailand. This is how I got into time, into, into Thai massage, into massages, th- uh, therapy in general. Wow, lovely. So a little love story behind uh, yes. behind this too. Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah. Great. And uh, maybe before we come to a close, I was wondering, do you have one story of healing that you'd like to share that maybe you put in your book of, you know, a client where maybe it amazed you and you really weren't expecting that experience to happen? Do you have a story that you'd like to share with us? Um, I did not prepare. You surprised me. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I work mainly with Chinese. I used to go a lot to China and work with Chinese uh, clients and with Taiwanese. And this is maybe different. I do uh, have sometime some, uh, some Western clients also. But uh, most of my clients are Chinese. And this is a very different world. It's a much more suppressed society. And in some ways and in some other ways, it's actually more open to Western, than Western societies. It's very difficult for me to, uh, to explain how, how it is. Just it, it's another world. Um, but uh, for Chinese people, especially, I get fumes on my glasses. Uh, for Chinese people, especially if they're highly educated, they are very cut away from the, from the body. And I just remember that I, I had in Beijing one client that she was, um, she was a law uh, scholar. She was a, a law doctor. She was a very young woman, maybe in her late 20s, and extremely brilliant. She spoke very good English. And, and uh, when I, I examined her, I just noticed, I, I usually let people stand up and then I check a little bit. I do some kinetic test and check the bodies and I checked her body. Her pelvis was extremely rigid. And then I told her, listen, your, your, your pelvis, do you know that the pelvis is really rigid? Can you notice uh, this thing? And she said, uh, excuse me, what's pelvis? So I said, we... We talked in English, so I repeated the same thing in Chinese. Gupan, your your pelvis, your gupan, your pelvis is stuck. She says, "Oh." She just repeated the name again in Chinese to herself. Gupan, where is where is pelvis? Where is gupan? Where is it? <laughs> so I really needed to show her, and that was a whole. From then on, a whole discovery. It was amazed to see that such a brilliant person could live just in her mind and would not even know where it is. Uh, of course, being very heavily cut out, but really to a level that you don't even know where the body is. And from there on, there was a whole journey of discovery of really feeling it connecting to the energies of that i had i had few sessions with her and it was wonderful it was really good wow yeah no that gives a great example to show how if we are so much more in the mind that we aren't connected with the physical body and it's it's amazing to think that um she didn't even know where it was you know that she couldn't even point that out that's pretty shocking i'm sure you must have been shocked too yeah, from 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 a highly, this woman is really highly intelligent. I think much more intelligent than I am, but just her, just the, the ignorance of just how she herself is built, how she, how she, how she is, is uh, is mind blowing. 
Yeah. And you say like you have people stand up, you know, when they come to you and you do a little bit of an assessment. I've had my massage therapist do that too. And I'm like, what are you looking for? How can you see you? What do you see? You know, and they're able to like tell like if my hips are out of alignment or if my shoulders are like, you know, really close to the ears. But um, I always found that fascinating that they'll just say, okay, stand there for a second, turn around. And they're doing this like assessment. So what is it that you can see when you're looking at people before you even touch them? And how do you assess that? Like what's your experience and how you visually see whatever it is that you see? Well, I'm looking for patterns of uh, of holding in the in the body, and all, everybody has a, has a pattern. So I'm looking at the at the body, and I'm uh, starting. I'm looking. I'm looking lovingly at a person, but I'm looking for problems. <laughs> so does this make sense? Yeah. Well, and how do you know if there's a holding pattern just by looking? You know, say uh, we spoke about the pelvis. You can see that maybe they hold the bum a little bit out. Just like they, a little bit, it looks like they need to pee. Or, or a little forward, like uh, a little bit like a, sol- that like, a, like a soldier do. Or m- many people, um, they were originally were holding the pelvis a little bit backward, and then the yoga teacher came, told them something, and then they forcefully push it forward. And then they have rigid, uh, opposite rigidity, you know. So mm-hmm. stuff like stuff like that, and also I am uh, also about pelvis. I gently always push people around because uh, body will behave very differently if the pelvis is relaxed or if it's rigid. So you can push the shoulder, and immediately you know how the body is reacting because a relaxed pelvis will just ground you into the floor, and wow. a tight pelvis you will you will fall down. So it's it's a, it's a simple thing. Well, simple to you, but pretty amazing to, you know, us, like not even knowing that you can do that. I'll show you. It's easy. Anyone can. It's not it's not rocket science. Anyone can learn it. Yeah. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, Gian, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to your presentation at the Sacred Sexual Music Festival. Um, And again, you're presenting on the first day, April 16th. We do have tickets on sale. You can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. You can purchase the tickets there. And right now there is a bit of a sale on the tickets. The day of the conference, the ticket price does go up. So if you would like to uh, get a deal and spend a little less money, I would suggest that you head on over to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com. Again, uh, Path 11 Productions is bringing this festival to the world. We are doing it virtually this year. So no matter where you are, you can attend. Um, And you will also see the schedule of events on there. You can see the presenters, their pictures, their bios, uh, the agenda for the three-day festival. It's packed. Um, And for the Path 11 podcast, you guys are going to pretty much be hearing, uh, I would say, for the next week and a half or so, it's almost as if you're going to get these podcasts pretty live because we're recording them, we're putting them right out so you guys get a chance to meet as many of the presenters that we can bring to you uh, who are going to be presenting so you can make that decision if you'd like to join us and attend this conference. And again, it's like none other conference that I have ever experienced or heard of. I think it's so needed for us as spiritual beings to really get connected with our physical bodies and our sexuality and the intimacy with 
within us. Because when you think about it, guys, right, it all comes back to love and loving ourselves, loving these bodies, these vehicles that our soul has slipped into and allowing ourselves to be able to express ourselves in a different way. So um, if you can attend, share this information with friends. And again, you can go to sacredsexualmusicfestival.com to purchase your tickets today. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And I'm going to be bringing you a bunch more presenters in the next uh, week and a half or so until we get up to April 16th. So I hope you're enjoying this new segment of the Path 11 podcast this month. Take care, everyone. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening. Again, I just want to remind you, head on over to the sacredsexualmusicfestival.com website to purchase your tickets for the Sacred Sexual Music Festival, or you can visit path11productions.com to purchase those tickets. I also want to give you a free code. Uh, This code is actually going to be for Path 11 TV. If you are listening to this podcast, you can actually watch our podcast for free on Path 11 TV, and you can start a seven-day free trial. And if you subscribe, I'd like to give you the code PODCAST30. PODCAST is all in caps, and that will give you some money off for your membership. Path 11 TV has over 100 hours of video, and you can download the app on any device. So head on over to your app store and look for the purple Path 11 TV logo. It's beautiful. I love it. And I know you're going to love it too. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care.